Shemis, the whole world is watching what is going on in America and one thing we are seeing is ripple effects right across the world. Uh, so what started as uh, protesting in America over the death uh, of George Floyd from a white police officer has now spread to, we're seeing scenes from London this morning um, and there's a peaceful protest planned for here in Cairns on Sunday. Um, one thing that it has done is it has forced every single country as individuals to look at how they treat their own Indigenous population and their attitudes towards mm. racism. And I feel like we're at a real turning point as a society and a lot of people are kind of not only supporting the movement but educating themselves mm. on where we are at in terms of racism in our own backyard. And to give us more of an insight into how the Indigenous community are feeling at the moment, because there are a lot of conversations going on, is uh, Indigenous proud Indigenous man and Aboriginal Affairs advocate Jack Wilkie-Jans. He joins us now. Good morning, Jack. Good morning. How are you too? Good. So, first, good. firstly, Jack, let's start with how you're feeling on a personal level about everything that's going on at the moment. You know, it's been, it's been. I mean, it's been a hell of a week. Um, you know, this recon- was reconciliation week in Australia, and then the scenes coming out of America. Um, uh, you know, earlier were the initial riots, and then the rallies, which have sort of come into into light now after the after the death. Um, murder, I should say. Um, it's been a bit of a roller coaster because on one, on one hand, you can sit there and you go, you know, I feel why people are justified in, in the actions that they're taking now in response to it. But then a day or two will pass and you go, okay, and you'll hear other, I think the most important thing coming out of America now is that we're hearing different commentators with different points of view. And I think that's helping to temper the way people are responding to their response. It's, you know, some people are very anti, you know, what's mm. been going on and some people are a little bit more sympathetic. I think I sort of sit somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Well, some, mm. something that uh, I've noticed is we're all starting to look in the mirror and realise, like Carly said before, you know, how we treat our Indigenous Australians. And I've mm. heard some really horrible statistics about Indigenous Australians dying in at the hands of police officers. Why do you mm-hmm. think this is happening today in 2020? You know, I it would be the easy way the easy thing to say is that it's it's racism, but you know, I don't think there's an a sort of an active malice in a lot of these cases. A lot of the cases in Australia there's been 132 since um, 1991, which is when the Deaths and Custody Royal Commission was handed over, handed down. Uh, that's a hell of a lot of people to have died in custody, but not they weren't all in the sense murders. A lot of the time it was neglect. And it comes down to the fact that people, uh, especially police officers or correctional services officers, they, while there may not be an act of malice in some of these cases, there's definitely just a sense of uh, nonchalantness they don't they just don't care and I think that it's so easy to get into that um, that it's probably more dangerous I think when you just get to the stage where you don't care enough to pay close enough attention to somebody who might be a routine uh, visitor to the watch house and you just you know you're so used to seeing them and you're so over the, over it that you just don't listen to them you don't go and check on them and then something they've had a condition where they've passed away in the in a cell or a holding cell. And I think that it's, it's that whole, the old adage of uh, one of the worst things is 
this sort of complacency when it comes to facing things like uh, issues of racism. And it is a covert form of racism. And why it's happening now, why it's happening still in Australia is beyond me. The, there's a huge difference between America, uh, what's happening in the United States and in Australia. Australia has a framework, a national framework for how to avoid these deaths in custody, and that is the Royal Commission. Um, America doesn't have that, the United States. Uh, we have that document with, I think it's something like 338 or something recommendations. It's, yeah, 339 recommendations that the Royal Commission handed down to the Australian government so that even for the state governments to adopt some of these. I mean, and it's still happening and we're ignoring these recommendations. It's a big shame. You make such an interesting point there where we do have a point of mm. difference where we are better in America where in as you mentioned in 1991 we were like this has to stop mm. we had the commission as you mentioned obviously we're at a tipping point now where we're going okay that's not working we've mm. seen reform in that area what do you think is the next step that we can take um you know it's a really it's a really challenging one and it it's um it, the, the, actually, the recommendations of of the Royal Commission they weren't all solely centred around actions of police and you know the policies and procedures of, of a police officer or a correctional services officer. A lot of the recommendations were to do with economic development, uh, indigenous uh, connection to country, uh, land. Uh, you know, in terms of real policies about freehold title. Um, economic opportunity, health and education. So the, it, it brought into scope all of these other services that would help build healthy and stronger communities and people um, as as a means of prevention from even uh, even either going into crime or being perceived to be a criminal. And um, maybe I think the answers are still there. Honestly, I think it's a great document. It, it's a it's a really well considered set of recommendations. Um, and I think a lot of, if you look outside of just the, the death in custody or the imprisonment sort of uh, realm of activism, a lot of, a lot of what Indigenous activists across all fields are saying uh, are all part of that Royal Commission recommenda- recommendation. So maybe yeah. it's there. Jack, we spoke um, before a lot around police brutality and the Indigenous population, and we kind of covered off on that. But what I really wanted to talk to you about was. Um, your feelings on a more personal level and being an Indigenous man and making your way through the world, how, how much racism have you experienced? You know, it's one of the strangest uh, things because I'm I'm part um, British. My father's British and I'm a dual citizen as well. So, you know, it's, it's the strangest thing. White fellows don't think I'm a black fellow, but it's funny, the black fellows can always tell um, so a lot of the direct racism I've experienced has is not being directed at me, if that makes sense, more of as an observer and watching it and being with friends or with family and someone says or does something. And, you know, a lot of the time it can be quite nasty, mainly in the cities, I found. I find that when you do head out and you go bush a little bit, people tend to be a little, there's a sense of community there that... Mm. That uh, you know, everyone's somewhat disadvantaged when you're living remote and regionally in Australia. So nowadays, um, well, my family have—I'm sure they're listening—they won't be saying, but we've there's been those in our family have had experiences in incarceration as well, um, and luckily, luckily, we've never had 
to our family's never had to experience a death in custody or anything like that. But um, you know, it's it's still around. I think the worst thing that can have been done for racism is is the is social media, and I think a lot of young people in my family are certainly feeling that now. You know, when they go to school, it doesn't just end there. And I really, I really think you know with everyone's been on social media because everyone's been home during the whole COVID lockdown. And I just think when you're seeing all these race issues that are happening now all playing out on social media, I mean, it's, it's a minefield. You, you certainly see on your own friends list people you know, people who you should probably unfriend, I should I say. Mm. So it's, um, it's been a really, it's been, I've been very fortunate though because I tend to keep myself in a in a, in a grouping of people that are very, supportive and you know very on the same path as me as well but I think that comes from the way I was raised my grandmother and her mother and my mother and they've all been very strong people um so there's never been much room for racism in our lives but you know again I I consider myself lucky because there's people who you know at the forefront of that every every waking moment and it happens in Cairns I feel a great deal of sympathy for our itinerant community here in Cairns because they face it a great deal and uh, I've certainly seen that um, occur back before Lake Street was um, opened up and it was the mall back in the day there was the mall and and you know the police yeah lots of lots of bad stories even locally here. Jack for me you just summed it up really perfectly I don't know if you knew or not but when you said Mm. I've been lucky enough Mm. to not have Mm. a family injured while incarcerated that is something that Seamus and I can't relate to that is a sentence Mm. when you said that that cut right through me Mm. that's what you consider to be lucky well well, it's such a prevalent it's such a prevalent thing not every death not not every and again not every death in custody yeah, mm. not every incident in custody is a death. I mean, I mean, yeah. there's a lot of police brutality. There's a lot of neglect that occurs. There's a lot of harm that it, that happens when people are in custody. That that isn't a death, and that sort of that gets ignored as well because yeah. you know, and, and it, you know, it's something that happens here as well. I, you know, obviously can't go into any specifics, but um, only because nothing came of them, and and you know, unfortunately, that's the way it is a lot of the time. Now, we, we have to wrap this up, but I'm, I'm really wanting to ask this. Mm. I haven't experienced any racism towards myself, and I am not a racist, so I don't, you know, uh, think negatively towards anyone depending yeah. on their skin. That's good. But w- what I really want to ask you is, as a white man, what mm. can I do to help bridge the gap? I think, you know, that's a really big topic that's happening at the moment as well. Um, where where do where do white allies stand in in the in the whole thing of what's going on. And a friend of mine put something on social media that I think summed it up, which was it's not a it's not a uh, black versus white issue, it's a black versus racism issue. And mm-hmm. I think if, if white fellows can can remember that, and so when they're seeing the response to what's happened in, in America, and of course some people are very angry and, um, you know, it, it may come across as quite pointed to all white, you know, it can seem very sort of general. Uh, I think it's important to remember that it's not a that you, you're not necessarily part of the problem, but you can always be part of the solution. One of that is, I think, one of the big things is is to give understanding and to give space for people to actually express themselves at the moment. And of course, there's a couple of 
I know that there were, I'm not involved in organizing them, but there are a few rallies planned. I think one on Sunday, which is a Black Lives Matters one. And then from what I understand, there might be one the following weekend, which is a death, uh, you know, an Australian focused death in custody. One, that's something that people can do. Uh, you know, go to those events and show solidarity as well. And, um, and yeah, I think just be a good person. That's always, you know, it's a cliche, but it certainly makes the world a difference. What a what a mm. way to end this chat. Just be a good person. I think yeah. that sums it up perfectly. Thank you so much for joining us, That's Jack, okay. and sharing.